Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Danielle Fabulous, and welcome to Out of the Corner with Shane Matthews. As usual, we have another action-packed show for y'all today. We've got so much to talk about. First things first, we had an amazing weekend. It was all kinds of stuff going on. Um, We were in Victoria. We were in Waco. Um, Things didn't go quite as we planned because of the weather, but we totally worked it out, and both venues and both crowds were amazing. Uh, Shane, tell them about it. Yeah, I definitely had a wrench thrown into the plans due to the crazy Texas weather. Um, you know, April showers bring May flowers or, well, it was beginning of May. But, <laughs> you know, either way, can't predict Texas, you know. Um, yeah, this past weekend, the whole state pretty much had crazy storms, which both of these events were outdoor events. Um, the event Saturday or that was supposed to be Saturday, was in downtown, beautiful Victoria, Texas. Um, but due to the storms, they went ahead and postponed it to Sunday. Um, so we were already on our way down there, so it was fine. We yeah. we had a good time. But the problem was it almost caused a dilemma in my bookings because Saturday was supposed to be Victoria, Sunday was supposed to be Waco. Well, I showed up Sunday was able to referee. It was an amazing show. Um, it was. It you was guys a, did a great job. It was a cross promotion, like complimation, like. It was uh, AWP and. Uh, it was Atlas Wrestling Promotion and Lucha Pro Wrestling, which was their first show, um, and they're based out of Victoria. Um, is in it was a Cinco de Mayo festival. Huge crowd. Stage, you know, food trucks, good energy, good environment. Oh, the audience loved it. They loved you guys. Yeah, they, they were into it. You know, you could tell a lot of those people that may have been their first experience seeing wrestling live. You know, um, Victoria being the size town it is, they don't really get WWE coming through there, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was a good show, and I was able to referee, you know, three matches and get out of there and still make it back to Waco um, to – referee the last two matches of that show and let me tell you for my hometown the Waco crowd they came out 
Um, Waco, y'all did. Y'all showed out. It was there was sold, so it, it many was sold people. Out. They were hanging from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was great. The energy was great. Um, everybody was cool. Of course, the backyard's a great spot to have stuff like that. So I'm really thankful that we got to have this little wrestling action on Sunday fun day. It yeah, and that, really that well. was kind of a cross-promotional deal, too. It was with uh, an old promotion called WAW and Heart of Texas, both Central Texas promotions that are trying to get back running and things going. Um, they haven't really been making waves for a while, but I think they're going to start trying to run again. And Backyard loved it, and they want us back. And just major shout-out to all the talent, um, all the workers, and everybody involved. Yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of people there. Like, it was, it was so amazing that everybody came together. And it takes a lot of work for everybody to come together to put on these shows. So we want to give a shout-out, um, you know, to everybody, including Lucha Pro. Yeah, Lucha Pro. Um, um, Elijah um, from Atlas Wrestling, and I finally got to meet in person Jaime, uh, who is the owner of Loco Wrestling, um, based out of Houston, Texas. And let me tell you, in the words of Jaime, they're putting on fire shows, Daddy. Um, <laughs> they, you know, Loco has been making waves, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this is the time. If y'all haven't had a chance to be, you know, checking out and following along. Texas Independent Wrestling, man, like we've been trying to talk about and rep on the show, we're making waves, man. Between Loco, um, TWL down in Mission, Laredo, like South Texas, um, Atlas, um, SWE, um, even Lions Pride and College Station, man. So many good promotions throughout the state are making waves, pure good wrestling, um, doing putting on great shows, getting great crowds. And I'm going to tell you, man, Texas Independent Wrestling is on fire right now. Like, yes. Like, that, like I'm, I would say Texas may com compare or beat any other state um, in America right now as far as independent wrestling goes. I'd put it up against anybody. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was neat sitting there and actually listening to some of the people who, like, just kind of sat down to watch, and they just got so into it so quick. It, it's, it's neat to see people kind of, like, at some point, all of us have encountered, you know, some type of experience with wrestling, and then to see people kind of reconnect with that, with that, those memories, and like see it going down, um, it was really great. So I think that that's one of the things that's so cool to me about the independent wrestling circuit here in Texas because you get to have that, you get to see that from people. So um, if you if you guys aren't following, liking, get to a show. If it, it, trust yeah, it's me, like me and you said, like first off, wrestling in general. If you haven't experienced it live, like it's a whole different ball game to be there live than it is to watch it on TV. Um, totally. But independent shows in general, if you haven't been to an independent show, just like we preach, you need to get and check out one. Let me tell you something. Like, I've seen people like, being hit with chairs, hit with trash cans, hit with kendo sticks, hit with anything within reach. I mean, you know, it's not just you know, it's 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 action. Yeah, <laughs> it's action. Yeah, passion, um, action. Um, Dream chasing, live art, um, athleticism, and it's like what everybody says, you know, people want to say wrestling is just entertainment, and it's not real, it doesn't hurt, and it was on a, uh, it was on one of the shows I watched this weekend, one of the, and we're going to be discussing all the awesome shows that were this weekend, but basically somebody put it nicely in the fact that they said, oh, uh, wrestling's just entertainment, it's not real, and it's like, Oh, newsflash, bro. All sports are just entertainment. Like, it's just a different form of 
um, athleticism being performed in a ring. Like, tell somebody they didn't get hurt when they got hit in football. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's no, not, so, you're not really all hurt. All sports is just entertainment. Newsflash, man. Like, it's just a different form of athletic competition. And, um, you know, wrestling, it just gives you a story. And it's, and we're going to get, and that's going to be the topic of today's subject. Is oh, yeah. Essentially, you know, Wrestling is cool, and everybody knows it because one of the biggest pop culture phenomenons of wrestling is the music. Yep, and we and and trust me, we we got a lot to talk about there. I got a mouth full of stuff for y'all because I've been bugging Shane for a couple weeks now. I wanted to talk about this, but before we jump off into that, um, you know, definitely want to just kind of mention really quick. Um, again, we've been talking about A and E. They have got some really awesome programming right now. This past week, they did the biography series on. This was the third one, the, right? This was the third one. Yeah. Macho Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thinking, thinking, okay, thinking. Okay, so my favorite, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there's like this clip of Randy Savage doing a promo, and he's like, I stared at a candle for three hours. It's, it's like it's, it's like the bet, and he's, it's, he's just so off. It's, it's old. It's not like. I guess like maybe '90s Randy Savage, just kind of like maybe a little bit before then, but like it was like oh, it was definitely. I think that may have even been before he was in World oh, Wrestling Federation. Oh, let me tell you something. It's WWE. like it's the best thing ever. It's like it's like a ten minute promo or something. It's like it's ridiculous. But this was about um, you know this this was about Randy, and um, again you know we we're not going to go too in depth in it, but it's it's no. I'd like to save uh, a whole episode and even more than just an episode. He's somebody who should be discussed in all aspects and realms for how important he was to the wrestling business as a whole, let alone making, in my opinion, one of the big people to put wrestling on the map, you know, as a phenom- like a pop cult. It's not just wrestling with Macho Man, you know, like yeah. he was in movies and he was a rapper and he did the Slim Jim. Everybody is so like, iconic. Like, yeah, if you don't. You have to be living under a rock to tell me you don't know who Macho Man Randy Savage is. I would definitely say, hands down, he is one of the most iconic. Influential, yes. Right, because he crossed, like, over to so many other things. Oh, absolutely. I mean. But, yeah, you know. um, He deserves his own episode. But, once again, A&E. Out of the park, dude. Out of the park. I'm pretty sure. And I don't want to say this without knowing. I don't want to get dig myself a hole here. I'm pretty sure they've been using a different producer. For each episode to where if you watch it each episode it was kind of like you remember what they did with the mandalorian yeah how some of the episodes of the mandalorian had different producers so they would kind of tell a different story of course they're going to because they're episodes now but, i got the theme song in my head thanks man oh well hey and may the fourth be with you it was just yesterday oh, yeah, so yeah yeah and today's cinco de mayo so go to drinko for some of uh, us well i mean you know <laughs> I think everybody could use a drink after. I know I could after my long weekend. I'll tell you, it was a long day at the office. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a little bit of a drive but, from Victoria to Waco. I'll tell uh, you that. That's putting in the miles, but that's just part of the dream and the journey. But you know, the main deal is the Macho Man doc. Whoever produced that one, which I think I looked it up, and it was somebody who had done one of the thirty for thirties on ESPN or something. I don't want to get myself in trouble, like I said, but I've kind of been doing a little. Uh, research on them and it looks like all of them are having a different producer and the guy who put the focal point on the macho man one and the people he got to speak on macho man you know because macho man can't speak for himself he's no longer with us but i think they did a great job and it showed just how crazy of not only a character a person he was 
um, high energy, high octane. His intensity. Yes. He was intense. Off the charts. And yeah, um, yeah if y'all haven't had a chance to go check it out, man, do yourself a favor. Um, whether you have, uh, you know, A&E through cable or you can watch it online. I'm sure there's so many. Yeah. Uh, so and, and find a way to watch. Yeah, you can watch it. on. I watched. That's why I watched it online. But check this out. So uh, WWE Treasures, too. I got to talk about this because this. Okay. First of all. I'm an Aquarius, so that means that I'm about as emotional as a breadstick. Just think of me as like highly advanced yeah, AI. Cold, yeah, I'm, cold. I'm cold. Yeah, you're cold. And me, yeah, like, and like yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. No, I'm, not I'm not trying to dish you here, but I'm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the cancer, so I'm oh the soft gosh, shell, emotional crap. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and that's it, for the good or bad. In his feelings, twenty four, flipping seven. Well, I'm definitely in my feelings about wrestling, and I'll try and show that through this. You know. Well, and that's that's why I wanted to bring this up because it really got to me. WWE Treasures uh, was about Jerry Lawler, and they were looking for some of his memorabilia because they don't have a lot of it. And well, it, just because most of his career was, um, you know, he wasn't even in. If you think about Jerry the King Lawler, sadly, the mark he left in W World Wrestling Federation WWE was that he was a commentator. You know, and yeah. he said it himself on that episode, he didn't want to be remem remembered as a comment. You know. But in Memphis, he was head of but, Memphis wrestling. I mean, you, you, but 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 there, like there, literally is like you you can't imagine WWE without Jer Jerry's commentary. Like it just it's not well, it's not you can't whether you put him with Vince or with good old Jr. Jim Ross, he was that like that factor. Was, that they, like because Vince and Jim were the more serious. Like Jim was the storyteller. Vince was. Passionate because it was his company on the line, so he's over here trying to sell it like to the world. Um, but Jerry was the that that alternate factor that they needed. Oh, like, I loved it when he screamed. He's like, ah, he did his little screams. Oh, it was, he's it was like he, the best. Oh, he's the best man. He was the best, and it, and he was a good heel announcer. That's you know that was his thing. Was you well, know. what one of the things that he was really famous for was his feud on the David Letterman show with Andy Kaufman. And oh, that's yeah. there there's just too much to like go into on that. But yeah. one of the things that they were looking for was um Andy Kaufman's neck brace. He actually went around in a neck brace for a long, long time. After he took the pile driver. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. it was like I got really emotional. Like I literally I'm for real. I legit teared up. And it, it because when when you watch it, you can see that that the person that had that item had just such a love for that. He he. It was like he really wanted a to make sure. Little wrestling as a whole. You it, know? It, it is. I mean, like you. I mean, what, that connection that that person had to that item was like. You know what? I love it all so much. I'm gonna just. Let, I'm just gonna let this go because I know it's gonna bring people joy. Like it did him. Yes. Just to, to see that. So I mean, like and it's it's deep. It gets deep, well, dude. Well, isn't it just? Isn't it crazy that? Like everybody's room that they've went into or house um, that they've entered to look for certain artifacts so far in the series, the collections these people have. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. It shows how dedicated people are about professional wrestling. Um, but yeah, the most wanted treasures. I love where it's going. I can't wait to see where they take it from here. And I really just hope that it really leads to an actual physical. WWE Hall of Fame experience, like, you know, an all-around physical location where everybody can go and enjoy these things. And I can't, knowing WWE, man, they always do things over the top and sh just jaw drop you, man. That's yep. what they do. And I, I know that with Vince and that, that man, his baby, he'll do nothing but 
that. You know, I think everybody would enjoy it. Yeah, um, I definitely. Speaking so. of uh, the shows this weekend, my personal favorite was, and I'd mentioned it on our last episode. Um, it was the WWE Untold. I think was the series that it was on. It was covering the two oh, dudes yeah. with attitudes, and um, yeah, man, that being one of my most influential parts of me growing up wrestling. I mean, watching wrestling, sorry. Uh, growing <laughs> up watching wrestling, man. Um, Shawn Michaels and Big Daddy Cool Diesel, man. I mean, what can you say about those two? Um, they did such a great job showing how, you know, Shawn got his self-heat, you know, by breaking up with the Rockers. Um, he had sensational Sherry. Um, he started becoming the boy toy, the sexy boy, the heartbreak kid. Um you know, he was watching Diesel when he was in WCW. None of his gimmicks worked there. They brought him over. They became a tag team. Sean ran the Intercontinental title. They ended up winning the tag. Diesel got hot as fire, got the main strap put on him. You know, Sean started getting a little jealous. They break up. They end up fighting. It was just a good story in general in the fact that it showed that Sean helped make Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash got to be – Sean's quote-unquote bodyguard while learning the business. And then Nash, you know, that wasn't his dream. His dream was to make money. Um, So, you know, he, and that's going to be an episode in its own, but I really, what Kevin Nash and Scott Hall did, they changed wrestling forever in the fact that they went out and searched for who was going to give them the biggest paycheck. So they left this quote-unquote free agents because wrestling used to not be how it is now which, we'll, like I said, we'll discuss that later, but the contract game changed because of them because they left for dollar signs, and they left Sean high and dry without... Sean could have told a year of stories between Sean, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, yeah. and they left, and, you know, Sean, Sean can't have a bad match if he tries. You know, he's yeah. the greatest all time. I'll preach it. I'll defend it. Anybody wants to uh, challenge me on that, hit us up on our social media out of the corner. I'll sit here and talk with you all day, man. You're not going to convince me that the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, wasn't the greatest wrestler to ever lace a pair of boots, hands down. And I'll tell you right now, man, they did a great job covering it. Sadly, it was only an hour I would have loved to see more. But if you haven't watched it, man, go check it out, please. Do yourself a favor. And and speaking of coverage, I want to get your opinion really quick. What do you think about what's going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash? Yeah, WrestleMania backlash, man. Um, you know, I think they're being this close on the brinks of WrestleMania still. Um, it's still confusing to see where it's gonna go. Lot, yeah. Lots, lots of triple. Lot, lots well, of tri- well, the, the 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 triple threat thing is, you know, they weren't to keep Drew in the in the title picture. Obviously, I don't know if they know where they're gonna go with Drew from here, or if they're gonna let Bobby have a long run. I don't know where they're gonna go with that. I do love the add in of Braun. You know, yeah, I think Braun has earned that position, and the fact of the, his work he's putting in. I mean, he's a fit. I mean, his the oh, shape he's dude. in is. I mean, there's just nothing to speak about on that. Um, it's just gonna be that's just gonna be what you call a barn burner, man. That's gonna be a slobber knot. Those three people, <laughs> like all all three of them, are physical specimens. Um, I'd love to see the story they're gonna tell with that. Um, Bailey and Bianca Belair. Um, it's good to see Bailey back in the title picture, man. In my opinion, still one of the most talented divas, um, sorry, women, uh, superstars, um, on the roster, man. Um, and 
I definitely think that's a good first opponent for Bianca. Um, you know, after the little Sasha, and I'd love to see if Sasha is going to get involved. Ooh. You know, well, um, and you know, speaking of women, we've got or uh, she'll find a way to get in the match. Maybe they'll make that a triple threat. You know, well, we've already got Rhea Ripley versus Oscar versus Charlotte. Well, and Blair. Sh- well, and Charlotte came back. Uh, to say, you know, she's the queen. And let me tell you, has she not been looking fire on her Instagram? Holy cow! And people want to, people, you know. Here's the deal: I don't want to speak. I don't speak any negativity on this podcast. I mean, that's just not allowed here. This is all, in the words of New Day, this is power of positivity over here. This is pop. <laughs> uh, we're not, we're not here to slam, bash, bury, or do anything to anybody because. There's enough of that in social media, and I think that's one of the problems with social media, in my opinion, but that's for another day. Um, the deal with Charlotte, Asuka, and Rhea Ripley is, in my opinion, once again, I mean, our women in WWE right now, bar none, some of the best women in the world. Incredible, I mean, yeah, incredible and talent. I, and I'd like to see where that's going to go, and I'm also curious to see where some of the other storylines are going to go. Is AJ um, and almost going to have... Ooh, you know who are they going to? Who are they? You know um, what are they going to do with the IC title? Um, and more that's going to unroll. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see where that's going. We'll make sure to keep y'all posted and our feedback on that. And if y'all have any uh, opinions on that, feel free to shout us out. Yep. And we're going to take a quick break for a few messages, and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. This is Corey and Bryson signing off. But before we do, we're saying... Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us by... Hey everyone. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to VHS Trackers. You can follow us at roguemedianetwork.com. Signing off, this is Corey and Bryson saying have a totally rad day. Late. Welcome back to Out of the Corner with Shane Matthews. I'm your host, Shane Matthews. And once again, I have a fabulous spirit with me. Um, This time it is a blended scotch by probably some of the best blenders, mixers um, in the world at what they do. It's a company called Compass Box, and they're based out of London. And what they do is they're not a distillery themselves. They take scotch you know, from different regions of Scotland, a bunch of single malt or single grains, and they blend it in their own barrel and barrel age it to become their own spirit. And um, they have a couple in their lineup, and then they do, um, like, specialty ones. But this one is called the Peat Monster, and um, a very peaty blended scotch. Um, If you're a fan of peat and the Islay stuff, I recommend you trying it. I think I found this one at... Twin Liquors here in Waco, Texas. Um, yeah, it and, was Twin. Yeah, it was Twin. And, uh, yeah, beautiful bottle. And, like I said, Compass mo- uh, Compass Box, excuse me, um, they're geniuses at what they do. Definitely the best uh, blenders, in my opinion. Yeah, And, you know, as we're kind of wrapping that up, I want to ask you something really quick about Daniel Bryan. Because yeah, he yeah. lost. Yeah, to Roman I mean, Reigns. Yeah, well, so, I mean, what do you think that means for Daniel? Well, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's all speculation on the fact that, you know, I think I discussed in a past episode that Daniel, as well as Triple H, um, they both have mentioned, you know, because Triple H, he's getting to the end of his run too. Um, they both kind of have mentioned that they would love 
to somehow have an open format contract where they could essentially work with some of the best wrestlers all over the world, no matter what brand or company they're working for, okay? Um, Daniel Bryan lost, so he's done on SmackDown. Um, his contract ran out today with WWE. Um, I don't know what's in store for Daniel Bryan. I don't know if he's going to ride off in the sunset or if he's wanting to go work somewhere else. But all I can say about Daniel Bryan, man, is he's left his mark. Um, people know how incredible he is. And whatever he does, I wish the best for him. And, you know, speaking of Roman Reigns, he, interesting development this week. He got new entrance music. Yeah, which, you know, had been under the radar that they had he had been wanting a new entrance song. Because here's the deal is he's finally kind of evolved from the shield aspect that he ditched the, you know, the Kevlar the, vest. The Ke- and now he just wears <laughs> the pants. And yeah. he still has the glove. But he you can see that he's evolved past that. Yeah. I think he had to lose the Shield theme. Um, the new song, I like it. I want to see if they're going to, you know, do something with it um, or just leave it how it is. I mean, there, there's plenty of room for that to evolve. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing about... They left it pretty open. Well, and that's the thing about music, man. If you look at any of the greats in wrestling, their music evolves while, when they evolve. You know, everybody's music has changed as they've changed. Like, you can take The Rock, for example. When The Rock first came... You know, he was Rocky Maivia. Then he went to the nation, so he had the nation theme. And they were able to take that nation theme and hybrid into, do you smell what the rock is cooking? Um, and then he took that. And Jim Johnson, you know, the genius he is, man. He's the John Williams. Oh, for sure. Of WWE, hands down. Let me tell you, Shane and I are both real. We're huge music people. Yes. And we, I mean, like. We're you know, both in band. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm super a DJ. band nerds. So, um, I mean, you're talking about, you know, composers, John Williams, Danny Elfman. We, we are about it. Yes. So, I mean, it's the same thing with, you it, know, with the with wrestling. You, Jim Johnson is the, is the John Williams or Danny Elfman. Like, when you hear John Williams music, you know it's You know John, it's John Williams. Yeah, whether it's Star Wars or what, fill in the blank, Okay. Same thing with Danny Elfman, man, how he works with Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands, all that stuff, you know. Jim Johnson, man, he was Mozart, Beethoven for for Vince, man, for WWF, WWE, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment. Speaking of World Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah, it's a a historic event. On this week in 2002, so 19 years ago, WWF, World Wrestling Federation, officially got the F out. And became World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. And just like that had to evolve, the music's evolved, you know. And Jim Johnson, man, let's like, talk about the fire bangers. Like, just Stone Cold. Well, here's, now here's, here's, here's what I really love. And I'm, this is how big of a nerd I am. I love the audio branding. Like, it's, it's so cool. Like, the minute you hear that glass break, you know it's Stone Cold. You, the, you can be anywhere it's to open a can of doing anything, yeah, and if you, know. you hear that, um, the Undertaker's bell. Yes. You hear that. You don't even have to hear a note. Or even with the songs like Booker T's mm-hmm. or The Rocks or um, Ric Flair's. It's a sound bite of them. Like the woo before Flair, you know it's Flair time. And it's so it's so cool how that uh, evokes. Can you dig that sucker? You know, can yeah, you dig it, sucker? It, yeah. it, it evokes an emotional response immediately. Yes. Like it, you. It, you get into it, you're yes. like, you know who that is. Yes, and and Jim Johnson did such a great job at creating catchy, and, and it was fun to watch it evolve, man, because, you know, from the research I've done, Gorgeous George was the first 
claimed wrestler to, you know, and that's before any of our time. Yeah, we're Anybody talking listening? way back. Yeah, we're talking 50s. Um, he used Pomp and Circumstance, which later was used by Randy, Randy Savage, Savage. And it was even remixed for, I want to say his name's Jay Lethal or somebody on Impact, where he kind of, they remixed it. Because his thing is he he's like the black macho man, like, uh, oozing machis, you know, like the machismo. Yeah, like so he, you know, he plays that role. So you know, but Jim Johnson, man, from DX to the Undertaker to evolving Triple H, and that's the cool thing too. It's like you remember when Triple H first came in, he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah, and it was like the little, like the the royal type. Yeah, well, music he's like box a well, music. he's a blue blood. So yeah. it was the music box music, and then it went to Beethoven. You know, and that speaking of that, it's like Ric Flair's man. Like, or Daniel Bryan with the fly to the, the Valkyrie. Yes, yeah. like some people use cla- Jerry the King Lawler, Mr. Perfect. So many of them use classical music to set a different, because I think, you know, if you look at the 80s in wrestling, it was all about energy and colors and bright and loud and intensity. So the music, it was all it heavy guitars. That. Yes, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, you know, when he. Before Real American, he used Eye of the Tiger by Rocky because that's when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. And people would believe it because, you know, here comes Eye of the Tiger and it's Hulk- Hulkamania coming out. But the music, you know. You know how pumped people got hearing that? Yeah. Well, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, and that's the deal. It's like, yeah, think about the music in the 80s. It was all heavy guitar riffs because that's what was big in the 80s. Um, you know, and that's the deal. It's like. I think it was cool because Macho Man, here everybody had heavy guitars and drums, and it was all high energy, and Macho Man came out with the pomp the and circus. pomp sur- and circus, and, it, and, and, and that's how you stand out. And, you know, and then you, you fast forward to the 90s, you start getting Bret Hart's music, Razor Ramones, Diesel's. You heard the Diesel, the, the 18-wheeler, huh? You know it's Diesel. The engine starts up. Here it comes. I think it's really cool how like, a lot of them did their own, like, they, they actually sang their own. Like, R-Truth, like, I love it when R-Truth comes out and starts singing his own song. Yeah, I mean. Like, it's like he's. Like John he's, Cena. Yeah. And, and John Cena actually had a rap album that I'm pretty sure went platinum. Oh, albums? What what was those? What were those called? Okay. Uh, well, yes. When I grew up, and I'm sure a lot of y'all can relate uh, listening, um, WWF, WWE um, used to come out with CDs. Um, now it's all digital, of course. Yeah. You know, there we live in, but they used WWE to WWE re- music now. Yeah, they used to re- release these albums called WWE The Music, okay? And the first one, like, you had to get them in, like, Sam Goody, man, or <laughs> Hastings, or Best Buy, you know, Target. R.I.P. You know. Hastings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or Sam Goody, man. Um, FYE, you know, any of those stores. But, like, if you were a kid, and you were a wrestling fan. You had those. T- like, I remember I would jam them in my room and put on the T-shirt. Of who, you know, list I was listening to. And, like, when we had our trampoline wrestling federation, man, like. Somebody uh, had a like CD somebody, player. Yeah, yeah, like, got to go put our, like, who, who are you coming out to? You know, like, and we had the foam belt. Like, that's what it was, dude. But everybody, like, when DX's song came out, man, it changed the game. It didn't matter if you like wrestling or not. Everybody loved that song. Break it down. Like, everybody knows just the how catchy the rift is. Like Jim Johnson was a genius at creating things that will live forever in time on how beautiful those songs were. And it's crazy how 
WWE always makes sure to transition the songs with the times because now things are more electronic based, you know, because we have well, the like, controllers for, for, in the Well, and, you know, uh, Jim was definitely an amazing asset to WWE, and then we had the CFOs. So one of one of my favorite, personal favorite entrance songs Shinsuke Nakamura, dude. The artist known You as cannot, as like, you you cannot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the, and the Wyatt family. Uh, Bobby Roode with Glorious. Um, oh, it, you, you, you're going to sing along. The Mrs. You're going to sing along. Yes. There's, there's I mean, no. The CFOs did a good job. Their run, I, you know, I, don't, I can't speak on what happened. I don't know why they're not working with WWE anymore or if they ever will. Um, but now the new people is, uh, is it Def Rebel, you said? Um, I believe so, yeah. yeah it's kind of, it's kind of I, sketchy trying to figure out exactly yeah, who that is. Yeah, I know that, that they, it's supposed to, it's two great former, or it's two Grammy award-winning producers, um, but I think they did, like, the songs for WrestleMania, and I think they helped produce, I think, the Fiends version of, like, the Let Me In thing and all that, but I'm not for sure. It was hard finding out about them, but, yeah, man, once again, like, how crazy wrestling music is, you know, like Jimmy Hart discovering the sexy, like having the idea oh for gosh. the sexy boy and Sherry, sexy sensational Sherry sang it first, sang it first then Sean sang it. And like, like we you sing said, that, that, that literally, we sing that like every day at my, well, like, it always comes up at home. Yeah, like, always, mean, we're, like, like even just like messing around, we're singing sexy boy. Like it's just, it's just so catchy. Yeah. Like, you just it, can't. like you can't help whether it's the guitar solo or the hands off my merchandise. <laughs> You know, but like, <laughs> or, or Mark, Mark Henry. Yeah. And Mark, Mark Henry. Well, dude. well, and that's where you start getting into that. Mark Henry had three, six mafia do his. Okay. So, you know, with the fiend, you had a band called the code orange do his. And didn't POD do, uh, do like six, one, nine for Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Um, saliva did, uh, Batista's. And then of course uh, the game motorhead, man. And they also have... did evolutions. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, and that's how big wrestling, you know. And uh, I think there's it's a band called Rev Theory does voices for Orton. Um, trying to think here, man. So many like big name artists have done music for people in WWE, man. And it just shows how big wrestling is, you know. Um, trying to think of, you know, in Undertaker even. Oh, dude. he's so big, you know. The dong alone, man. Like the bell ringing, you know, it's him. But WrestleMania 27, man, he came out to Johnny Cash. He came out to Johnny Cash, man. And, like, only he could pull that off, man. And then his last match ever, the Boneyard match, came out to Metallica. Yeah. And it's so sad because I had heard speculation that if they would have had a live crowd at Raymond James that year, Metallica was actually going to oh. play him to the, you know, and how oh iconic gosh. that would have been. That makes me sick but, to my but like stomach. I, said, I would you know, love to see that. Like all, like, and Kid Rock. Do an American badass for Taker when he was the American badass. When he come out on the bike and he was from Houston, not Death Valley anymore. When he got to ditch the dead man persona and be Mark Calloway on a bike coming to stomp your ass, you know. The Kid Rock fit perfect and Limp Biscuit rolling, but, um, but like it's crazy how important the music aspect is to the energy, the setting, you know, because the lights go with it, the music video, everything. But, I mean, me speaking personally, man, WrestleMania 17, Triple H Undertaker, when Motorhead played Triple H to the ring, I was in eighth grade, changed my life. I had never seen anything that intense, that awesome, that badass. But then to hear Motorhead say, we're Motorhead, we're going to kick your ass. And, like, <laughs> here comes Triple H, and you're like, 
Somebody's about to like pay is what it's about to happen. Like somebody's about. I don't know. I don't know who's. I don't. I don't. I don't know if if he's gonna beat Undertaker, but I don't want to be in that ring when Triple H gets in there. Yeah. Like, cause and that changed my life, man. I was like, I didn't even. You know, I'm 14, 13, 14 years old. I don't know who Motorhead is, man. I didn't grow up listening to. I grew up. I'm a small town country boy, man. I grew up with country music. You know, I had to find rap and rock myself. But you know, the crazy thing about it, man, is. WWE always, and that's something cool. They always make sure to find officials theme songs for each mania or each event, you know, or they'll even pick a special song for a promo video for a match. Mm -hmm. And I think Triple H is really cool what he does with NXT. Oh, I was, I was How absolutely. He, like he finds this amazing the, talent. Yeah, like up and people who aren't on the mainstream and gives them a spotlight and lets them come even play. Yes. You know, I think, I mean, and that's so cool giving back because, you know, you, you give him what you get in what you put in, man. No, and, but he, he definitely has an eye and an ear for that talent. Yeah. So I mean, it's so exciting to see when he does bring people on because it's, you know, it's going to be awesome. You just know. Yeah, it makes sure to. It makes sure to fit the environment. The whole aesthetic yeah, of what's going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um, we definitely want to just hear from you guys. We want to hear what your favorite, favorite entrance music yes. is. Oh, or what, what stands out to you? What, like, song do you remember growing up or at a certain time? What influenced you? Yes. What, what, what actually made you feel something unlike me who's dead inside but but we have questions on our social media uh, we want you guys to, to check it out to tell us what you tell us what you know what you what you thought yeah please you know please give us some input man some feedback um, out of the corner man Facebook Instagram um, I, we're working on the Twitter and the TikTok um, but just please you know follow yeah, just, me just along to on this journey man. that way we you, can um, you know talk about it and good because I mean the music thing is something that we're we're always going to be into. We're always going to love. So yeah, yeah I mean, we'd thoughts. love to we'd love to cover you know some of y'all's opinions and feedback on that. And like I said, um, an exciting week of wrestling. I'll keep y'all posted on when my next bookings and dates are, so y'all can follow along. Um, we'll keep you up to date on all that. And um, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and give us a good review, man. Give us five stars. And until next week, that's it. Ring the bell. has been a Rogue Media Podcast.